Jazz get the final stretch of the season started, Gordon, with back-to-back home games against San Antonio and Houston. Those are not easy games, but you expect a couple of victories. I understand it's a back-to-back, but on the Jazz's home floor, with all the rest they've had now, if the Jazz have intentions on truly contending, these are the kinds of games they have to win. I tend to side with you. I think these are exactly the types of games you need to win if you're going to contend for the two slot, but also keep yourself out of the sixth slot, which certainly is possible if the Jazz don't play at their best. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. I think everybody in the West has a shot. Everybody's in the mix, and specifically talking about the Jazz, I think it continues to be their thing is to keep getting Mike Conley comfortable. It sounds like it's just lip service sometimes, and I say this on the show a lot, but chemistry is the most important thing. The more games Mike Conley spends playing alongside Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles, that whole group, the better they're going to be. And I would put the Jazz among the true threats at this point in the conference. I still think the Lakers and Clippers have to be considered co-favorites, but of that next tier, I think Utah's right there at the top. Cody Taylor, USA Today. What is the potential of this Jazz team if everything comes together? Yeah, I think they should be definitely mentioned in teams that have a chance to come out of the Western Conference. When you look forward, though, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell are going to have to lead the way. Some of the other guys on the roster and can step up and help. Will Mike Conley stay healthy? And then, of course, the pickup of Jordan Clarkson was excellent, in my opinion. He's played very well. So, when you look at all those things, as of right this second, before the second half of the season gets underway, if you're a Jazz fan, you got to be happy with where the team stands at this moment. Apparently, there is a bowling alley having a naked bowler night. What a surprise Jeez. you picked this story. Well, uh, it's what unusual. There is one particular item of clothing that everyone must wear. Bowling shoes. Boy, that's Whatever one time know. you don't want to see Harry pick up the 7-10 split. <laughs> you have a one-track mind, you know that? How do I have a one-track mind? This is an unusual event. What sport would you most prefer to, uh, not, to, to, no, to play I'm not, naked? I'm not participating. <laughs> What about naked axe throwing? <laughs> David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. 28 games to play for the Jazz. You've studied that schedule. What do you make of what the possibilities are for a number of victories? Well, it's considerably more difficult than Houston. The Clippers or Denver's. Denver's is closest to ours, but Houston, I think they've got something about 17 of 28 games are against teams where they have an 80% win possibility or higher. I'd expect Houston goes about 22 and 6 the rest of the way. So I think they're going to be a home court team. I think Utah and Denver could find themselves in a really tight battle for four or five. And we've got six or seven games on the road with a below 40% win probability. And we're going to have to find a way to sneak two or three of those. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the Week brought to you by Roots Tech. Join NFL legend Emmett Smith and an all-star lineup of speakers, engaging classes, and interactive activities at Roots Tech. February 26th through the 29th. Register now at rootstech.org. Ryan Miller going to be in studio, covers uh, the Jazz for KSL coming up at 4.30. But right now we still have a few items to cross off of Gordon's list. Yes, you and I have not talked about the Daytona 500, but man, did that last lap with Ryan Newman with that horrible crash. Did you see any of that? Yeah, I well, I certainly saw the, the crash and the replays and mm, I was not watching it live, no. Wow, well, that was so frightening and uh, he's home now. 
he walked out of the hospital with his two daughters. Did you see yeah, that? I did see that. And it, Man, that was heartwarming. It's, it's hard that, to believe. It's so freaking scary, you know, and uh, somebody makes a little mistake in racing, it's catastrophic. It's hard to believe somebody could have survived that crash. It's it's amazing. You know what it is, is it's a, a nod to the safety precautions that they take in that sport. And, I mean, and when, I, when I saw it, I was like, you know, those those rescue crews are there quickly, but you're like, hurry up, hurry up, get there. You know, you see the fire burning and you're just going, hurry. That's mm-hmm. ah, scary. But uh, good news, uh, at least it seems to be good news, that he was able to go home. And uh, and we even talked about Denny Hamlin winning. What about it? Oh, I mean, he won. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I've heard of him. Are you that? Do, do you watch the Daytona 500? Uh, parts of it. I don't sit down and watch the whole thing. I am very far from a NASCAR fan, but I do have to admit going to a race is on my bucket list. I've never been, and I would absolutely uh, love to go to a race. I think you would enjoy yourself. Yeah. All right. Have you seen the video of the dude eating the spaghetti by picking it up with his fork in one hand and cutting the noodles with the scissors in the other hand? No, I have not. You haven't seen this? Uh-uh. Austin, you've seen it, right? No. Nope. Yeah. Wow, it's all over the internet. Uh, I guess you have to watch it because he is this. Well, this, what a perfect this, topic for the radio. This old codger, and he's he's rolling up his fork, but then he just cuts off the longer spaghetti noodles. And I've never seen anybody do that before. Is that proper form? No. You're not going to bring scissors to the table. Yeah, I'm going to do so. that. Why not get short noodles? Or or break the noodles in half like a normal person before you cook them. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a that's an option you go for. Uh, have you seen uh, enough of the BYU dude getting the wrong end of the pole in his pole vaulting uh, practice video? No, that was that was really something. I mean, Ow! okay, wait, is there a right end of the pole now? <laughs> now listen, we we tease Austin about having bad luck, and he does. But that might be the the worst luck in a video that I've seen. If you, I like poles. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's a pole vaulter. I mean, it made the trip. I I would imagine. Well, it's that, all over the internet. Right. I so mean. the the pole vaulter goes up. He clears the bar, and as he's coming back down, he lands on his discarded pole. Yeah. In the worst possible fashion. Yes. Ended up having to get eighteen stitches to. Uh, Close the wound. Oh my gosh! Great balls of fire. Okay. I, I mean, I don't. I I didn't want to watch it. I resisted for a long time, and finally, I thought, okay, it's my job. It's my job. <laughs> Gotta see what happens. I mean, you you can't help but laugh. Why Why is that? Whenever you see somebody, no, I get, did not laugh. Oh, I did. You laughed. <laughs> I, I laughed. Well, laughed. it was like a it was like a painful laugh. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. you laughed too because like now my stomach is churning thinking of it. <laughs> I. It, because you can't help but laugh when you see somebody get hit there. I'm sorry. It's just always funny. It, yeah, that's a good point. It's always funny. And you have sympathy for the guy, but at the same time you laugh because it's not you. Yeah, you've been there. And you kind of say, I'm sorry, while laughing, but it's still funny. It is. It's it, you, you, You're right about the bad luck. What are the odds? With with that that small of a... Of a of a of a uh, apparatus, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> no, seriously, the, <laughs> there's no way to say that. There's no. I, the, well, the pole did sort of lean over toward him. 
<laughs> and then he, like you well, said, he's, he's, he landed on he's top a of it. D1 pole vaulter, right? So he's done that a thousand times. A he, thousand at least times. This yeah. semester, right. probably. One, one in a million shot, Doc. One in a million. I just, I just never, uh, I, I never understood pole vaulting. I mean, Why? Who thinks that's a good idea? I don't know. Seems this, I mean, throwing the javelin? What? I mean, the discus? What? What? I mean, it seems as normal as anything. You ever seen, that's how they hop the, the rivers over there in Scandinavia, is they have these big old poles that are stuck down in the mud, and they just ride them over the top of the river. How do they know that they're going to land in a in a place where it is good enough or solid enough to f- not sink into the mud? I don't know. They're good at it. All right, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I I don't know if this is if this is one of those onion news things or whatever, but I saw online Kawhi Leonard was spotted in Cabo after the All Star game. He I guess he went down there wearing his own jersey. Hmm, that's an interesting Who, statement to make. That what? can't be true. It looked like no, him. that can't be true. That that the only way that's true. Maybe it's not. The only way that's true is if. They lost his luggage or something, and that's the only <laughs> thing he had to wear. There's no way that's true. Unless he is the most attention-starved person on the well, planet. that doesn't sound like him, so maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. It, kinda, like it kind of does it's, sound it's, a little like him, actually. It's not, okay, it, there's, it's not a Clippers jersey, though. It's his own brand don't-be-mad jersey. Oh. That's what he's wearing. There's okay. pictures of him. So he's, he's, so it is him. He's, it, yeah, but it's his clothing brand. Right. So he's billboarding. That's, right. That's what he's doing. But why, okay, would, that you makes do more that? why sense. would you do that in Cabo? Because you're, cause if you're at a, a cool club <laughs> and wearing your brand, then the other cool people are going to be like, hey, man, look at that, look at that jersey Kawhi's wearing. I'm going to buy one of those. Didn't your guy, Jake uh, LeBron, didn't he wear a shirt with his own face on yep, it once? Yep. <laughs> the same night as his his walk-off interview after wearing a, winning a championship, uh, what's his name, Jim Gray or somebody asked him, he said, hey, what's what's uh, what do you think people have most understood about you during this uh, you know process, most misunderstood? And he said, that I'm all about myself, <laughs> that I'm selfish, that I'm not humble. And then that night goes out to the club in a shirt that has a giant picture of his face. Like, no, nah, uh, we got you, LeBron. Yeah, I'm sure that's mischaracterized. I'm sure he was doing it for someone else's good. Who would that be? I don't know. So if you maybe show- he just le- left his ID at home, and so he took the <laughs> like, shirt. Hey, hey so this is me. This, yeah, this here is I am. Look right here. All right, Cristiano Ronaldo. According to reports, gives his girlfriend a hundred thousand dollars a month to live her life. Wow, his girlfriend hundred huh? grand a month. Good to be her, I guess. I now I'm I, waiting for what Austin would say. Austin would say, "Well, I'd be I'd I'd date him for that, right, Austin? Isn't that what you always say?" Uh huh. <laughs> and my wife would be fine with it. Maybe he should pay his taxes with that money instead. Is he still fighting Who, that me? battle? Oh. No, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, is he in a battle with that? I yeah. didn't know that. He was at one point. Maybe he should buy himself a new statue. Or maybe that was the other one. Who's the sh- <laughs> Who's the shorter one? Maybe that was Lionel Messi. Yeah, there remember. was Lionel. Yeah, was yeah, it Messi? Yeah, he's, he's the shorter one. The captain of the uh, ship, the USS Nimitz, his name is uh, Max Clark, says it is his ship's obligation to watch and search the skies overhead for UFOs. Recently, a pilot from the Nimitz took a video of what looked like a UFO. Hmm. 
Is that any legitimacy? If you had to bet right now, and I know what you're going to say because I've asked you before. No. But if you had to bet right now, no. you are betting that there are no UFOs out there. Correct. That everything that's ever been spotted in the sky that has been unidentified, there's an explanation for. Yes, correct. It somehow is a man-made contraption. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yep. Austin, which side of the Or it could have been, uh, it could be a natural phenomenon. Like lights or something? Yeah, or like a know. meteor? Like a light refraction, maybe. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what your obsession with these types of topics. Because it's it's interesting. It's extraordinary. I don't watch I also sh- believe in unicorns. I don't watch the shows. I don't uh, I've kind of burned out on that. I mean, what more can be really What's said? more likely that it's a alien craft or that Gonzaga beats BYU by thirty or more? <laughs> Apparently you think it's more likely that it is an alien craft. I'll take I'll take uh, Gonzaga by thirty in that yeah, conversation. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but Austin's taking the other side. So. No, I, I I'm the one that says Gonzaga will win by thirty. Oh, that's more likely yeah, but, than aliens. Yeah, but you're willing to. You don't think that's going to happen, right? No, but I think it's more likely than aliens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. LeBron James, speaking of the devil, is accused by a youth group in Maryland, name a game plan, for stealing its slogan, which it had trademarked. Uh, a year or two ago, and that trademark is more than an athlete, which happens to be uh, something he is using in his uninterrupted brand. And so this youth group is suing LeBron for $33 million. See, this is, and I've got to look up the story. See, this is uh, very ironic because I'm pretty sure LeBron recently sued somebody over the use of, <laughs> wasn't it the use of like the barbershop having a, a TV show based around people sitting around in a barbershop and he sued somebody. I'm going to have to look it up because they said they had the trademark to that. And so now LeBron's getting a taste of his own medicine. I'm fine with it. I hope he loses. Hope it costs him all the every nickel. Well, if he did take it. And uh, apparently there's some history there where LeBron had seen the group at a game and uh, had uh, mentioned mm-hmm. something about the uh, slogan. And next thing you know, it's uh, being used in his brand. Um, oh, Jake, did you see that story about those the world records that are falling with uh, runners who are wearing the Nike shoes? No. And so now there is controversy over whether the shoes are too good. Because mm, two world records have fallen now with athletes wearing that particular shoe. And so some people are saying, wait a minute. There's got to be something wrong here, and yet they're all clamoring to get the shoe. Isn't that an, an age-old argument when it comes to uh, equipment? Like, uh, okay, Tiger Woods did what he did, and we call him the, if not one of the, if not the best golfer of all time, right? But Bobby Jones did it with clubs that were all <laughs> made of wood, you know? So yeah. how do you compare, you know, because the equipment is so unbelievably different. How do you compare what one era does with another? I mean, so this is just You another- can't really do that. I mean, because it, it would be easy to say that Bobby Jones wouldn't have a chance against the modern athletes who are bigger and stronger. With his equipment? He wouldn't. Yeah. Not even close. So, I mean, when it comes to track and field, we think of that as like one of the most basic forms of athleticism. But the mm-hmm. truth is that their equipment absolutely matters. That's why the track uh, may matter as well. Right. Well, that's why when people made the argument over um, now, why am I forgetting his name? Nancy Grace, the Blade Runner. 
Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius when he competed in the Olympics. And, you know, I don't care which way you fall on mm-hmm. the debate, but you can understand the debate, right? right I mean, right. he's utilizing equipment everybody gets to utilize. And does that give him some sort of advantage uh, that somebody else would Although not I'm get. a little suspicious of some of the claims of uh, golf equipment and others who say, you know, remember that dimpled ball that was a different style of dimple or whatever that supposedly was making the ball travel farther? I, I don't know what is real and what isn't in that regard. And then finally, there's this one, Jake. A 36-year-old woman in Ohio was arrested Thursday for calling 911. Why? Because her parents shut off her cell phone. I saw this story. She was. Did you mention the age? She's thirty-six years old. Thirty-six, living with her parents. Saloni. I can't say this name. Catarpal. Is that how they said? Sure. Uh, she uh, <laughs> was charged with disrupting public services, a fourth-degree felony. Mm-hmm. And apparently she repeatedly called the Regional Emergency Dispatch Center because her parents ended her cell phone service for which they were paying, and they decided enough was enough. And uh, the, the officer contacted her and advised her to only call for legitimate reasons, but she called again two hours later for the same reason. Apparently she was belligerent and stated that she believed it to be a legitimate issue. That's the best part of the story. The best part of the story is is the cop the cop got in touch with her and said, "Hey, listen, knock it off. This is this is not what this is used for. You you can't do this anymore." And she called two hours later to go, "No, seriously, this is an issue." Well, listen, when someone turns your cell phone service off, I mean, for people of a certain age, maybe that sounds like an emergency to them. Now, it would be helpful if she were paying for her own cell phone service. At 36. Yeah, probably. Probably a lot a lot younger you can make uh, that argument, too, I would uh, okay. guess. Okay, I'm just telling you that everybody of my generation and probably your generation as well, when they see this story, they absolutely roll their eyes and say, come on. Oh, yeah. that's. I know people get dependent on their cell phones. And all of us, at, w- at one time or another, think, well, gee, what we do before we had this? It's, it's so important to everyday communication with folks. But you don't call 911! Well, this, this girl obviously told her parents. Not even girl, this lady obviously <laughs> told her parents, you turn it back on or I am calling the cops! <laughs> I'm and calling 911! She called the cops. Uh-oh. I'll call the cops. You can't do this. You can't do this. I'm calling the police. And, and then the parents I, are going, just watch me. And then after the police politely said, you know, you, you really can't call the police over this, she did it again anyway, which is just amazing. No, seriously, this is an issue. They turned off my phone. <laughs> well, here's a guy who would never call 911 for any kind of reason that wouldn't be an absolute emergency, Andrew. Andrew Reinhardt is with us from Wasatch although, Medical Clinic. Although Andrew does handle emergencies and uh, solves problems left and right. That, that's true. And a it, different a nature. Very yes. different nature. But, yeah. but important. <laughs> but important. Yes. Exactly. Important because our relationships with our loved ones 
That's one of the most important things in life, right? Yeah, it is. It's kind of the unspoken thing, but it is so important to a relationship. And when a guy struggles in the bedroom, uh, erectile dysfunction, it has this ripple effect on the relationship and on life. Um, We have treated so many guys at Wasatch Medical and seen every different kind of case. What's interesting about our treatments, acoustic wave therapy, is that it really almost doesn't matter what kind of health history you have. Uh, couple examples. Your prostate has been removed from prostate cancer. You have enlarged prostate. Uh, diabetes, we see a lot of that. High blood pressure. All of these issues that maybe can lead you to get erectile dysfunction. Uh, the treatments still work. It's a targeted treatment that opens up the blood vessels. Um, and we see amazing things. Typically with just two to three weeks of treatments, that's it. You're done. You don't have to continue doing it. You do not have to take the pill any longer. Uh, It's been a game changer for a lot of guys. Yeah, we ask you all the time who would be a good candidate for this. And the truth is the people who think they can't be helped or the people that think, well, maybe I need help, maybe I don't. Yeah, that's true. 76-year-old guy was in our clinic recently. Nothing worked for him. The pills, the injections didn't work. Hormones didn't work. Um, He was a week into our treatment seeing fantastic results. It was the only thing that ever worked. So you're right. A lot of guys think that time is over for me. Maybe it's past. My health issues have gotten in the way. Uh, but we have brought a lot of guys back to life. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, and you're taking all the risk out of this for the listeners today. We are. We um, do an enormous service, in my opinion, totally free if you call us. It's an analysis, an exam, a blood flow ultrasound with our doctor. Uh, You'll be able to hear your blood flow and get a score as to whether there's any blockages. That whole process is totally free. It's normally 300 bucks, but call us now, guys. Um, I can promise you that worst-case scenario you'll come away with a lot of good information. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. That's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Ryan Miller of KSL joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Engel Show with DJ and PK. PK. So can I get a selfie with you? Please. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I knew you knuckleheads were going to bring this. <laughs> yeah, that created quite a stir. It did. Much more than I anticipated. I had a phone shoved in my face, and I was with Renee, and I just said, oh, say please. And then he made the little remark back, but he actually apologized to him. I think he posted the picture of us. I still obviously had the photo with him, and basketball player or not, doctor, 7-Eleven, wherever you work, if you're asking someone to do something, whatever it is, it's please and thank you. It's like the most common easy courtesy in the world. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Seriously, behave yourself. We have a guest in the studio. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you about our friends at Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. 
uh, buy your next uh, car at Kengar West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. They're used cars. They now have 600 used vehicles in stock. They have Utah's largest pre-owned inventory in one location. Stop by and see them today. Joining us now in studio from KSL.com, he is Ryan Miller. He covers the Jazz. What's up? Thanks for coming on over. Oh, no problem, guys. That's it was good. A pretty uh, short little walk. Yeah, I was going to say it's good to have you in studio, but it's not too far. Not uh, not too far for you to come across the street. Although there was a crazy accident over there today. Yeah, do you see that? Yeah, I just saw the the like the a- aftermath of it. There's yeah, like two cars that are just beat beat to shreds. Be careful yeah. out there, folks. Substantial. Yeah, drive careful. Uh, but hey, we're back at it tonight. We were talking about uh, the the break off the air. You got uh, up skiing a couple of times. Good for you. But it's nice that we have games again, huh? Oh, mo- most definitely. Like it's almost like you want the break. I know we were all looking forward to it. You're just like the monotony of the season kind of kicks in, but. Now it like came Tuesday, Wednesday. You're like, I miss basketball. <laughs> like, it's like so. So I think we're all pretty excited to get back. I know the fans are. Um, and yeah, we are getting right back into things. Three games in four nights. So here we go. So Ryan, uh, the Jazz obviously with the 28 games left. What are you expecting? I mean, now that you've you've seen the the first uh, two thirds of the season. Uh, do you think anything is going to change, or do you think it's going to continue on on the path it was already on? Well, what what path are we talking? Because it feels like they are all over the place, depending on the time of year. Um, Which they, do you believe? Oh, that's a tough one. I actually, I, I think we're in between on my, like, my thoughts are, I don't think they're as good as what that 19-2 and two run showed. I don't think they're as bad as these 0-5, 0-4 stretches that they've been on. They obviously went on to the All-Star break on a really nice little run. That, that I think they needed that winning streak to kind of show, hey, we can beat good teams because they literally hadn't up until that point. And I think Mike Conley kind of finding himself a little bit, or at least the Jazz figuring out how to use him a little more, uh, will help things. They're going to need him when it comes to playoffs. Like I, I know we've talked about, like, oh, Joe Ingles is now his production's dropped off. But when it comes down to it in the playoffs – you need Mike Conley more than you need Joe Ingles. And so if if that's the sacrifice the Jazz have to make to get Conley to go, I think it's a it's a well made one. Well, on a on kind of a similar note, I'll ask you a question that Gordon asked me earlier today, and I, th- I thought it was a really good one. Uh, down the stretch, these last 28 games and then into the playoffs, you know, obviously Rudy and Donovan are the most important players for the Jazz that are the cornerstones. Who's next? I actually think it's Mike Conley. He, like you look at what he's done in his career, you look at that skill set. It hasn't gone anywhere. I know people like think he took this step back or he's dropped off, and it just isn't the case. You look at watch him play. The Jazz just simply weren't using him the way he's ever been used. It's like, like especially early in the season, he would dribble up the court, bounce it to Donovan, and run into the corner, and it was like, what you were expecting him to score twenty-two a night pass out 11 assists doing that that's kind of unfair and so I think what what's happened over the last few games before the all-star break is he kind of just said screw it I'm taking the ball like and you saw Mike Conley be Mike Conley and so I think they probably have some stuff to figure out on who when and like where to get the ball to everybody but in the playoffs you're going to want that guy a lot more than probably anyone else on the roster outside of Donovan and Rudy. So in the positioning for playoff, the playoffs, and then in the playoffs themselves, Ryan, what do you think the Jazz need to do, solidify, uh, make consistent uh, over the next month and a half? You know, I think just that. I think they got to figure out how to run their offense with everybody kind of on the same page. And I think it's crazy that we're still talking about this. We have 28 games to go, and 
the Jazz are still bringing Mike Conley into the mix and still figuring that out. I know we had that long injury, but that that couldn't not that like that wasn't the plan. And so I think they kind of have to find themselves a little bit and. That will be the biggest key. I think their defense is there when it needs to be. I think Donovan and Rudy have a connection that we, we don't need to go into because it's obviously there. And so I think that is the biggest step is finding your third your your obvi- your third best player coming in and working with everybody else. What did Rudy do for himself over All Star Weekend, having such a good game? And you know he had the sit down with Shams, and he got all this all this love that you know Rudy uh, certainly enjoyed. <laughs> but what did he do for himself? You know I think. I, I, you, like, we always talk about this like brotherhood in the NBA, and you always felt like Rudy was almost on like the the outside looking in mm. on that almost like like you don't like obviously Donovan is Donovan, he's this extrovert guy that everyone just kind of attaches to. Rudy's not really that guy, and I think he like I think he knew he belonged. But I think everyone else now knows he belongs with the premier players in the mm-hmm. league, and and I think that's got to be like it has to feel good for the guy because it's like that's what he's been striving for ever since he got into the NBA, and like even making the All Star game probably wasn't enough just to solidify that. But yeah, he was he was absolutely dominant in a few quarters there, and I, I think everyone's a little disappointed that he didn't get a chance to do it in the fourth quarter and see what happens against things when everything got really serious. But yeah, I think he I I. I would expect him to have a little pep in his step throughout the rest of the season just because he now knows that everybody knows he belongs. You know, that's something I hadn't really thought of, Ryan, but it really is true. Guys were passing him the ball. Yeah. You know, in important possessions. And it, it seems like toward the end of that third quarter, the intensity was picking up. Oh, for sure. And yet they were still going to him, and they built that lead, Team Giannis did, with Rudy doing a lot of the damage. Well, and with willing teammates... Uh, allowing him to do so that that had to feel good yeah. yeah like especially that like last 30 seconds of the third quarter runs the pick and roll and gets the dunk to take the lead and then the big old alley-oop to tie it at the end like yeah they went to the guy and he yeah. delivered so I, I think it was great for him I think it was fun for the Jazz fans because they obviously have been defending him for who knows how many years to kind of get some um, vindication I guess for him and so no it was it was a good Sunday for all around and I, I don't think Donovan really cared that much that he didn't get a lot of attention or pub for it so he'll have plenty in the future I'm sure this is a good Jazz team Ryan there's there's no doubt I mean if you're top part of the West you're, you're doing something right but where are they vulnerable what are you going to keep your eye on that they need to maybe patch up or concentrate on? Yeah, I think they do have moments of just absolute lapses. It's weird because and I think that's what happens when they go on these 0-5 and 0-4 and runs. They either get complacent when they really shouldn't be getting complacent or they think they're better than they are. I'm not really sure where that is, but there are times where they just don't look like the same team. And I, like, they, they always say the right things in the locker room. It's like, yeah, we, we know what we need to do and whatnot. But like the fact is, like I don't know, sometimes do they know what they need to do? Because why do these kind of bad stretches turn into bad weeks right um and so that that'll be something to look out for in the last few then this next few months because if they can't if they have those runs in the regular season still it's like there's no reason to believe that that's just going to be fixed when the playoffs come around three things that i see ryan in those circumstances the first is careless turnovers yeah for sure. easy baskets going the other way and then the jazz getting a bit of a hole the second thing is that perimeter defense at times uh, evaporates and because uh, Rudy can't cover everybody, no. and then then the third thing is they miss shots. They miss <laughs> shots that they usually don't miss, and that happens periodically. 
And during that five-game losing skid, man, it was happening a lot. Yeah, and I think they've almost turned into more of an offensive team this season. And so it's, I think they've almost felt like, okay, we can just outscore people. And so, like, that, that's the danger you live with if you're outscoring people. You're eventually going to miss shots, and that is not going well. But I think they miss Derek Favors probably a lot more than they realize on the defensive end. And... I think it goes with what goes with that. I think there's almost times that you think Rudy can just be this savior in the back, and he can't. Like especially if everyone's getting blown by. Like it's and there's been some rough nights on the perimeter. And then he steps up to intercept the man, and then his man gets the ball. And what can Rudy do? Yeah, he can't, can't do anything. Like yeah. yeah so I, I think there's some things that need to be worked out there. Obviously, they have the talent, and that's what's almost weird as we're talking. It's like man, it, it should have came together all by now. But, you know, maybe it's just a veteran team. Like, uh, obviously, they think they're a veteran team. They're kind of kind of stopping doing shoot-arounds all around. And so I think they realize what they are, but it's just kind of a putting it all together, and we'll see if that happens. All right. Uh, I believe that ESPN, the, the prediction, has uh, the Jazz at 54 wins. I think 538 has them at 53. So let's say 53 and a half. Vegas has it 53-and-a-half. Let's, let's call it 53-and-a-half. Would you take the over or under? That's like right at where they're at right now. Uh, I'm going under, barely. Okay. Really? I think it's like 53-ish. Okay. That'll probably put them in that 4-5 slot, which if they can avoid that. So if they're 53, then that they would go, what, 17-11? and 11? Uh, That sounds right. My math mm-hmm. isn't very good, but uh, I think yeah, that's something what it like would that, be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. All right. Well, hey, Ryan, thanks for coming across the street and uh, saying hello. We always appreciate it, man. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. All That's right. Ryan Miller covers the jazz for KSL.com. We'll have more straight ahead. The Not Sports Report. Better have something good, buddy. It's Friday. All right. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Speaking of donations to charity, yeah, I got booed at my play. Yes, you did. Austin is performing in a play. I would donate $100 if uh, you guys just rain down the cascade of booze when it was Austin's turn to take that final bow. Yeah, just mine. Just his. And all for fun, I saw the little video and people oh, yeah. were just bringing it. And I forgot to tell everyone else in the show, <laughs> apparently there were some that weren't too happy about it. That's not theater etiquette. <laughs> but it was for a great cause, it and was. I and I have confirmation that you came through. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from ten to noon on 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. It's time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to Los Angeles. We're going to head on down the... Uh, Shocker. 405. Yeah, right. yeah, got it. Have you ever been, uh, Jake, to a party where there were a bunch of wild animals there? No. 
No, I have never. No, Austin, you? like a petting zoo, sure. <laughs> yeah, my hey, uh, my wife's company Christmas party was at the zoo this last year. Sure, there you go. Well, apparently the city council in Los Angeles has approved uh, a ban of partying with animals. Okay, so well, this is an issue that requires legislation. Huh? Apparently, this is a real problem in Los Angeles. Okay. People are having house parties. That include wild animals such as chimpanzees, lions, tigers, bears, giraffe, elephants. And uh, they're inviting these animals into their homes and then having a party, having that as a part of entertainment at the party. And they say people who live in Southern California are out of touch. Please. Apparently, uh, this is uh, the strongest legislation of its kind in the nation. It would prohibit any of these exhibitions with wild, exotic, or dangerous animals uh, or any other kind of animals or parties that are loud and unruly. Um, Apparently, one council member said that uh, he saw... Giraffes and elephants and lions, lions being marched up the Hollywood Hills for a party. And his office says that people exhibiting these animals at lavish parties is a, quote, long-standing problem in the city. Hmm. Now, I've been to a lot of parties. Hmm. I've never been to a party with zoo animals hmm. or with uh, animals straight out of the wild. This is a terrible story. I don't... I don't want to know what weird parties you one percenters throw. I don't want to know what's going on. <laughs> this you know, is, I, this, don't, I don't. It's the, you know whether ca- it's this or some eyes wide shut thing. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to know. The councilman said, "This is not safe. This is not ethical, and perpetuates a barbaric view that wild and exotic animals are toys, and they've had it up to here. And so, monkeys, chimps." Uh, lions, tigers, bears, giraffe. Uh, did I say elephants already? Uh, what else? What else? Alligators, <laughs> crocs. There's none there's, of this stuff is going to be allowed anymore. I don't know where that puts like a, a an eighteen foot python. Is that considered a wild animal? I would think it would be, right? Why did you pick this story? There's so many other better stories out there today. Okay. Why couldn't you? you, What do you got? What's what's better? How about the Russian guy who got high on spice and (laughs) sawed off his own leg? I mean, how about how about in Las Vegas, people are actually gluing "Making America Great Again" hats on pigeons. I saw those stories. Yeah, I thought they were a little routine. Little routine. I mean, who hasn't heard of a guy who gets high on drugs and saws his own leg off? I mean, that that's, happens every other week, doesn't it? And, and, and then this pigeon thing. People have been gluing hats on pigeons for decades. Have they? Has that been a thing? Yeah, you ever been to Weezer on a weekend? How many how many <laughs> votes do you think a bunch of pigeons with Make America Great Again hats? How many votes do you think that swings Trump's direction? Yeah, they got the youth, yeah, the, the TikTok wa- voters. It, is there a group of people out there who wants to identify with the pigeons? And and honestly, you know, I think a lot of people in this world have, you know, overdone it in one way or another, partying it up one night and woke up with some sort of regret the next day. But can you imagine waking up and being like, what? I sawed off my own leg? Yeah, that would be a bit of a problem. And that would be worse, I think, than waking up at a party that you went to with, uh, you know, a giraffe laying next to you. 
Why do you have to make it so weird? That's so weird. I think what it's is weird the matter that with people you? have That's these. So weird. Why do people have these animals in their houses, in their backyards? I just, I, I think that is unusual. You are unusual. <laughs> you are. It, you are unusual. I mean, You're a miracle. And you just made well, it no, so they're, weird. They're making it sound as though this is a regular thing in the Hollywood area. Petting zoos? No, it's not a petting. Well, they're taking the zoo and bringing it home. Have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? It cost him his marriage. <laughs> Joining us now in studio. And I feel like every time that we transition to Andrew from the Not Sports Report is always, you know, weird and uncomfortable. But yet here we are. Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Hello. Uh, at least Andrew's not sawing off anybody's leg. <laughs> yeah, no. that No, they're the different type of medicine they're and, practicing And, and there's no there. lions, tigers, bears, not that I know. giraffe, yeah. elephants yeah. involved in... I'm sure they have a, I know. a very friendly, welcoming environment. <laughs> yeah, uh, not with that stuff, right? Uh, no, we're we're helping our listeners today, and you know there are a lot of people who uh, the, this goes untreated for a lot of folks. Yeah, erectile dysfunction does go untreated. So many guys that come into our clinic get our treatments, get fixed, and say, "I wish I would have done this a long time ago." I know there are guys listening that have ED there's a major stress on your relationship there's major pressure and you're thinking i will n- never go to the ed clinic that's too humiliating i can promise you that this is a medical condition it's happening to thousands millions of men and we can get this treated in a very short period of time two to three weeks is the average length of treatment um that would put us at first part of march you could be done the pills could be gone normal natural spontaneity in the bedroom all right, so here's the number to call, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. And uh, what I like about you coming in here is you're making it really easy to get started for our listeners. We are. Um, we want guys to overcome that hesitancy because right. we know what's on, you know, we know there's hope. There is light. Um, call us right now. We'll do an initial assessment exam, a blood flow ultrasound with a medical doctor. Guys always tell us, you know, my family care doctor, my urologist, just didn't have this type of information. They're grateful that they came in, whether they do the treatments or not, frankly. Uh, Sometimes guys will come in and we can identify an issue, maybe with your medicine or your lifestyle, that's causing the ED. Uh, The treatments may not even be a good fit and we can solve the problem in another way. Either way, call us now. We do it all for free. Either way, you find out. Yeah. Get the, get the information. No obligation to do the treatments and a, a lot of good information about your health. 801-901-8000. Get on the schedule. 801-901-8000. That's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have more straight ahead. Action Pack 5 o'clock hour on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. My kids, when they commit to a university and a coach, I'm going to help them understand that just because transfers open up all across the country and you got a one-time transfer, it still limits a huge portion of a team from transferring because not everybody's got scholarships to just welcome transfers. You better really think this through. This cannot be a knee-jerk thing for you because what you're going to end up is without a scholarship. And, and there's kids in the portal that left thinking they'd find somewhere, and they're still hanging in the portal. Yeah, I think there's a large group of kids that think, well, I'm going to go into the portal, and everybody's going to love me. You better be a Devontae Henry Cole kind of situation where... As soon as your name hit, you had phone calls from everybody. Yep. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.